Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host Kirsty, and I have a really exciting special guest joining me today from Tony's Tea Corner and he's a regular on Radio Andy and Sirius XM. I have Anthony or Tony Lario. How are you mate? Hey Kirsty, I'm so happy that you're having me on your show. This is an honor. I love it. Oh, I am honestly the honor is all mine. <laughs> I was like having a little snoop on your Tony's Take on a podcast, mm-hmm. and my like jaw dropped to see that you have actually interviewed Leanne Locken. Oh, she is completely iconic. I can't wait for this new season because I can't wait to interview her again because she is just one of those people that when you have her on your show, it doesn't matter how many miles, kind of like you, like it doesn't matter how many thousands of miles away she is, like it feels like you're in the room with her, which is Whenever I've heard her interviewed, like obviously watching her on the show, I would be terrified to meet her in real life if I hadn't heard her interviewed. And whenever I do, she sounds like so genuine and so kind. She sounds like she's everyone's best friend. And I, it makes me love her so much. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. She, she has a kind of warmness about her and she, even when she's being like a crazy person, I still like her when she, they're just hands. Even when she's doing that shit, I still freaking love her. Uh, 100% because her brand of insanity is very relatable to me I'm kind it's kind of like that you know you like just snap and see red and it's I almost like forgive her because it's so dramatic that it's like well she can't control it it's not her fault <laughs> exactly she's got a large amygdala Kirsten <laughs> you know does. that, know that. <laughs> so just the amygdala it's not her fault <laughs> no, no, exactly and one other person I saw was Kelly Ben Simone. And I mean, she, like, I literally take a deep breath after saying her name because her her brand of crazy is is scary to me. What, like, was, what was that like? Was she sweet? Here's the thing about Kelly Ben Simone. I, when I was, you know, talking to her, I don't even like to call them interviews because and I, that's the first thing I tell my guests before I have them on, housewives, Broadway people, whoever I have on. I'm like, this isn't really an interview. We're just going to talk and I'm going to ask you some questions, just like a friend would ask you a question. Mm. And I, I want to make them feel like I'm their friend. Um, and she was very easy to do that with. Um, it took her it, it took her a little bit longer than than the rest of them, but it. It, it then felt a lot more comfortable than, than some of them. However, when I had to heavily edit that episode, because mm-hmm. sometimes when she would answer a question, she she would beat around the bush like a shit ton, or I would ask her a question, and you could tell that she didn't like it, so she wouldn't answer. Mm. There would just be silence on the other end of the line, and she would start talking to her dog or start <laughs> talking to somebody else in the room. And I was like, oh, okay, next question. Like, <laughs> that made, I feel like that makes that is a hundred percent how I can picture it. You know, like yeah. that's that kind of media training where if you can't twist the question to 
suit whatever answer you want to give then she's just like that's that house i've seen like she's just not gonna say anything no not at all. <laughs> and, but you know what she she was very sweet and she still talks to me a lot i have her phone number she's fabulous and oh my god you text she, you text with kelly benzimo oh all the time every time i'm in new york shut your face we're gonna make a plan every time i go and then it ends up falling through but hopefully we'll be able to do it soon but she, oh she you know she um she has this kind of wit about her that I don't think a lot of people saw on the show. So she'll say things to me that are really scandalous when, like, during the interview. And then she texted me after when a bunch of articles and press came out about shit that she said on the show. And, you know, she was like, thank God I knew that this would get in the press. Congratulations. Like, she she doesn't care. Wow. It's like the stuff she says gets out there, which is amazing. Yeah, I like that. I like that, too, because I, on this podcast, I do say... Like, I've had a pretty sketchy past in my youth. Luckily, I'm an elder now and I rarely get out. But I'm just like... <laughs> but I, Haven't we I, all? Sometimes, honestly, sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, can I get arrested for admitting the fact that I ran away from rehab? Like, I mean, just like... You know what? This shit Let that I've said, you. I'm like, what am I saying? Like, <laughs> could I actually get in trouble for this? <laughs> No, you see, that's the beauty of podcasting, Kirsty. Like, I love the idea that we can say whatever we want, no boundaries, we're not in a contract, we can mm. do what we want, and it's catharsis. That's really what it is. Honestly, it is so feel-good. When I started, it was just me. I didn't have, like, any of these conversations or interviews, and I just sort of, like, it was just me talking into a void, and I was like, this is going to be awkward. And then I would just be literally cackling my head off alone in a, like, I was going to say padded cell. It was just, just in my bed, just in my bed. Just but in your bed. <laughs> but it felt like, I'm like, I'm having so much fun. I don't know if anyone's going to listen, but this is bringing joy to my life in such a profound way. It's, you're right. It's total catharsis. Yeah. And you know, kudos to you because that, that is the best feeling in the world. And and um, it doesn't matter. That's the thing that I love about podcasts, too, is nobody can see when they log on to the podcast store. They can't see how many plays that your show mm -hmm. has gotten. They can't see the amount of listeners. And so it kind of puts everybody on an equal playing field. Yes. And how long have you been doing yours for anyway? I've only been doing mine since the end of July, beginning of August. That's um, amazing. Well, you know, I, I'm friendly with some of the ladies from Jersey. Um you know, I went to Teresa's mm. Christmas party, and I love Margaret Joseph. What the and so fuck? Oh my god! Oh. Okay, stop. Tell us that story. <laughs> oh, it's the it was the best. Her it was so much fun. She did like a fundraiser type thing for her party <gasps> with her toys for tots, and it was like the best thing ever. And, oh uh, my god! It was great, and she is so fabulous. She's so sweet. Um, you know, she I love her. Like again, wouldn't want to run into her in a dark alley. Yes. But I love, <laughs> I love her. And this season, I really feel, you know what? Prison did her good. She mm. is a new woman, and I am loving this new Teresa. She's, like, more grounded. Me yeah. too. I have a lot of respect for her. I don't always agree with her, but oh, totally. I have a lot of respect for her. And, yeah, and, and that's Margaret the thing. They're different the things. Mm -hmm, and Margaret, mm -hmm. oh my God, she is l the love of my life. She is a breath of yes. fresh on that show. Oh, 100%. And you know, I, Margaret's like my, like, I, I know a lot of these ladies, but Margaret's one who's like my actual friend who I will hang out with and talk to. Like, she is 
She is such a great person. You know why? Because I really don't think that Tony's Tea Corner would be what it is without Margaret. She's the one who inspired Aww. me to start. She she always helped me along the way. But she was like, you know, she gave me the tools to start fishing. And then she said, you do it. And then she ended up, she didn't even end up coming on to my show until the, the Jersey reunion. So she let me do it all by myself. Wow. And then she came on. It was really great. What a legend. I She's just think amazing. she has been such a great attribute to that season. And and so have both of the new ladies. I mean, oh, they're, I... yeah, they're like we, I mean, with the, the OC contribution of, um, you know, I can't even remember their names because they're so bland. Emily and, Emily and Gina. Gina. I mean, wah, wah. but these two, I know, shocker. Like, honestly, that <laughs> just blows my mind. Right. But these two, I mean, they give me life. If someone yeah. can go up against Teresa, I mean, like, that was ballsy of Jackie. And Jennifer is just fucking hilarious. I agree. She's so funny. And, you know, I I, I, I say to Margaret, too, like, in private conversation, I'm like, you know, Margaret, I feel like you and Jennifer are actually going to end up getting along down the line. Because why do you they think that? Well, you know uh, why? Because they both have good senses of humor. Yeah. And they have different senses of humor but they're still good equally good and margaret's is more of like a quick wit like um she'll like cut you but it's like you know funny but jennifer she has more of like this ditzy over-the-top sense of humor that i think is so funny too and i i me too and i think a lot of this i didn't realize with probably Margaret and a lot of other viewers that she is kind of self-deprecating with her humor and she's taking the piss out of this wealth, I think, more than I even realized. And then in yeah. the reunion, she's kind of like, no, that's my sense of humor. I'm actually playing when I say shit like 16 bathrooms, you know? Yeah, yeah, real, yeah. Like, I didn't realize that that was a joke. And I kind of, like, now knowing that's her sense of humor, I kind of get it. And now I'm like, oh, no, you're, you're, you're kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And and you know what I like about you is that, you know, you are taking all of them with a grain of salt because that's the beauty mm. of Housewives is that we're supposed to, you know, it, it's supposed to be cathartic in the way that we're, we can pick sides with these ladies. We can, you know, involve ourselves in the argument and in the conversation. But when you take a step back and look at it, they're all strong women. You totally. Might, people are Yeah, they're all strong women who are willing to put themselves out there, and that's the beauty of it. And the difference with a Housewives than a scripted show is that, or any reality show, but particularly with Housewives because we get to know them so well. Yeah. I mean, we have seen these women through season and season and season, and sometimes, and we've seen it ourselves, sometimes we will love somebody, and then the next season, fucking hate them. And the way they bounce back and change and your perception changes, it really just teaches you that there no one's a bad person people mm-hmm. fuck up people have bad traits that we don't like but then they're also going to have traits that you love like you know um Luann drives me fucking bonkers mm. but the resilience on that woman to bounce back like a fucking boomerang time and time again I'm like well, you know what? I have to give her credit. She's a strong motherfucker. Yeah, and like kudos to her for like doing mm-hmm. all the for all the shit she's went through. She she is a badass. She is, and like she's probably the one housewife that really grates on me the most. And I can still look at her and be like, you know, these are some pretty amazing qualities that she's got. Mm-hmm. Nope, you're so, absolutely right. 
I mean, well, I guess let's just start there. Let's start with New York because I've brought brought um, Luann into the mix. So sure. talk to me about your opinion on this whole Dorinda and Luann feud. Do you think that they'll, do you think their friendship can be rekindled? I think that it can be rekindled. And I know that in real time it it, it is rekindled. And that's what sucks about, you know, the social mm. media era is that we like know what's going on mm-hmm. with them in real time. So they're friends again. That's we, good. We I see. didn't know that. That's awesome. I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah. I, because I literally. That... Go sorry, ahead. Go. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I, I want to hear. Because last week I was watching and I thought, oh, my God, like neither of these girls want to apologize. It's just fucked. They're not going to be able to move past this. They're at a standstill. And then this week with Dorinda trying a little bit more to like, you know, like kind of open up to Lou, they're both having a bit more of a push and like push and pull rather than push and shove. Like there were, there were doors opening and I sort of felt like, okay, maybe there's hope. So I'm glad to hear that actually, because I think they have a really special friendship. Yeah, I, I, I totally feel you. And it's like two sisters, you know what yes. I mean? Like, like people, cause you know, you know, people from a very, very long time. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and you, you know, their deepest flaws and their deepest insecurities when you know somebody for that long. And mm-hmm. so the thing that sometimes gets messy on housewives um, is the fact that they do know each other so well. So now they have the opportunity to take each other down on national television. Mm, and sometimes true. I don't like people like Tamara judge from orange County. Who's like a diabolical, yeah. horrible person. She oh, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. She's the only housewife that I can say that I really just don't like, like, have I you met her? no, her? I've never met Tamara, yeah. but I'm good friends with people who are her, mm. who are her ex friends. Right. And yeah. like Gretchen and, and Lizzie Robsack and like, they it it is just completely evident that the only thing that matters to Tamara is, is Tamara. what happens yeah is Tamara and mm. what happens on the show if it's I not see. being filmed and if it doesn't happen on the show it's not real and that's not the case with the New York ladies wow that's really yeah. interesting because that it's almost opposite to everyone else's lives you know mm-hmm. you think like she's living and that makes sense with the relationship with her daughter you know being severed in that way because it's like her her daughter's only request was that she wasn't filming but if the show is her if that literally being on camera is her life she can't cut that tie because she'll feel like she doesn't exist anymore but everyone else is kind of just like oh well the show is awesome and you know they're not denying the fact that they like the fame and all of that but it is secondary to they keep living their life in between seasons. You know, it keeps going. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Yeah. Life, time. life goes on mm. with the New York ladies and the big apple because they have jobs. They do things mm-hmm. like Bethany's got her shit. Luann's got her cabaret show. Ramona's got her skincare line. Sonia's a lifestyle expert. <laughs> and uh, Morgan, um, can we just like have a moment to praise that woman? Yes. I mean, she is like, she is the definition of iconic. She gives me life. And every time her and Ramona are together, I am khaki laughing. I am just dying. Me too. And you know what? I, I have a bad feeling, though, about Ramona this season. No, why? I think that she's done. This is my <gasps> housewife's prediction. I think that this is going to be her last year. Wow. Wait. Mm. Why? Well, apparently some shit went down behind the scenes um, with her and Barbara and, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of screwed up production. 
And it's oh been God. it's been the talks around these circles lately that Ramona has been creating a lot of problems for production and the other ladies. <gasps> and, uh-huh. Oh my God. And, and, and um, I mean, at first I thought Bethany was gonna get the axe. My pr- my my prediction was wrong. I thought Bethany was gonna leave. Mm. Um, because I kind of feel like some of the OGs hold the show hostage. So like yes. the Nini's on Atlanta or Tamara yes. and Vicky and like they and and like Bethany on on New York and LVP and Kyle like they hold it mm-hmm. hostage. They dictate who comes back and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of feel like with Ramona and Bethany right now, they're two of the three iconic OGs left standing on New York. Yeah. And and I think Ramona is crossing boundaries. Wow. Yeah. Getting a bit too big for her boots, maybe. Yes. So apparently Barbara actually filmed as a full-time housewife, which is why I we're heard seeing- that. Yeah, we're seeing her more than Tinsley or Ramona at this point. Like she is more involved in the story. Yeah. And she's going to continue to be shown as a full-time housewife. But something happened behind the scenes. Ramona did something to Barbara that was so de- devastating on camera that Barbara said. I'm going to step back. I just want to be a friend of, and you can remove that scene. And they said, Barbara, well, we're going to keep all the other stuff. Uh, like, you know, we have to keep you in the show. And she said, that's fine. But if I need to be a friend of for you to remove that part of the show, then please be my guest. Yeah, because that's what I heard, that they almost, that she was like, she asked that that scene wasn't shown. And they basically said, well, if we take that out, you're demoted to friend of. And she yeah. was like, she's like, fine, like I'll land on my sword. She just did not want that to be shown, whatever it was. Yeah. And yeah, actually, exactly. I am dying to know what happened. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm completely dying to like ask somebody like in, in those circles who knows because. There well, has to you be know some- what? If we, if and when you find out, you're coming back on the show. You have to tell us. Oh, I'll spill all the tea. I'll spill. Thank all- you. Thank you. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, here's the tea that I know so far. It could be a rumor, but allegedly, Ramona said something really slanderous and slurring about. Um, Barbara's sexuality and okay. it was very hurtful to Barbara and that's funny that- I did hear it was something about Barbara's sexuality I heard that it was more and this is all from gossip that I'm hearing it as well so I mean I don't know but I heard that it, she maybe kissed a woman or like had a relationship with a woman or something on camera and I don't know if Ramona like saw or whatever but there was it was something about her sexuality Definitely. Because yeah, Barbara's openly bisexual. But so I think why would Ramona she care? I think Ramona used a word that she didn't like and then said oh. something said something about uh, like an affair or something like that. I see. Mm-hmm. Well Ramona, you know, Ramona and words do not mix. No, they don't. Uh, especially when <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They do not mix. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what she said the other week about Dennis and, you know, his drug use and him not being so smart because he used drugs. And so I was like, oh, I knew she was going to regret it. I knew it was just one of those yeah. things that, you that know, you some, it slips out. You say something so stupid just to be kind of a smart ass. And she yeah, instantly started backpedaling. Yeah, Pardon? exactly. I said we all love being a good smart ass, but she was totally. too much. Yeah, she took it too far. And it was like, wee, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally gasped when she said that. I was like, Wah! but she made me laugh <laughs> this week. <laughs> 
She made me laugh so much this week when she was walking into the Halloween in the berserk she is, and she compared that statue of the crying person to um, Bethany when she was hunched, hunched over about the the Tom conversation. Oh my god! I oh my god, that died. was good. See, that's why I don't want her to leave because she's actually really funny. She has a moment, and I enjoyed her really super awkward date with that horrible man. Oh, yeah, he was totally not her type. What was that? That could not have been a worse a worse date. But yeah. I was here for it, and I thought she handled it really well because he's kind of bulldozing her, you know, trying to take over the conversation. Maybe he was uncomfortable in front of cameras. I don't know. But when she's just like, well, no, I don't want to hear your your ideal on ideals on marriage. La, 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 la. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I can't not up. laugh. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like she's good. This is going to be like, you know how Bethany is nicknamed Ramona, the apologizer. Like, yes. like if, if she was a superhero, she'd be the apologizer. Like this reunion, she's going to be apologizing, apologizing, apologizing. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I am. Um, my heart does go out for Bethany at the moment. Obviously, yeah. like when she what did she say that she couldn't get off the ride and Dennis yeah. was her person. Like, I actually, like, my hand to heart. I was like, oh. Yeah. She loved him like a brother, a father, a friend. And then she, like, had that little pause before a lover. I was like, fuck. I literally, I, like, was almost crying. It was. Yeah. And Bethany is one to never. Like, she's been through a ringer. But because she's so kind of cold and, and harsh, and like um, protective, self-protective, you don't really ever get to see kind of like scrape the surface. And I was just like, fuck me. She is in so much pain. It really broke my heart. I agree. And and I think, well, here, let me ask you a question. What do you mm. think about Bethany's constant, and, and here's the thing, I have the exact same personality type as Bethany. So I have to take this mm-hmm. um, personality type before I applied for college. Um, in high school and like what is in, it like, like type a what do, what do you what do they call it so it's like let me look like actually google it real fast it's like if you're yeah. an enfj or like there's oh different... yeah i've heard okay. of those yeah go so it's called the myers-briggs personality type and okay. i don't know if like they still do this but before we applied for college like in my private school we had to do this personality test mm-hmm. and um so let me figure out which one <laughs> me and Bethany are. <laughs> so did she admit it one day that she was this personality type? Well, you can just tell. Well, so like when you took the test, it would say like it would give you other your people letters. with this personality type. And Bethany oh, Frankel was it. Oh, it my God. Bethany Frankel on it. That's yeah, hilarious. So, so she and I have the same personality. I can't find what it is. I think it might be ENFJ. But it's and so everything that I see in myself is a flaw I see in her and it makes me annoyed at her. She's yeah. very big into like fast talking metaphors. She compresses things until like she has to let it all out. What do you think mm-hmm. about her like constant compressing of situations? I I can relate to it as well. Like yeah. I actually really I used to relate to Bethany a lot when she first came on the scene. I think she's become a lot like that bottle that she's plugging down and those emotions she's pushing down and down and down is full. Like it has been kind of, you know, like when you, when you've got a balloon and it's full and the air just squeezes out and it's like constantly making that. Yeah. 
I yeah. feel like that's her. Like the, it, it, she is overflowing and it's seeping out now. And it exploded a couple of years ago and she lost it at Luann and, and the Berkshires. And it's, it's, it's kind of bubbling to the surface now. And I always say, like I said this a few weeks ago when I was talking to Erin Martin from Pink Shade, it, oh, yeah. it is, it's like, it's acceptable. Like this shit that she's going through, like is so hard. Like this divorce to like fuck face has been going on for years and it's a horrible yeah. situation. She's just lost like her best friend. She has had like shit thrown after, at her after thing, after thing, after thing. And so I get it, but I think it, I don't think she has any more room to stuff anything else down. That said, yeah. I, I do it too. And I'm not good at it because I put like one thing in the vault. And then as soon as like I break a nail, I'm like, ah! like my life is <laughs> over. So like I try, but I'm just not as good at it as her. Like I can, I am. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think it's, I was stoked this week seeing her talk to the psychologist or psychiatrist, whatever it was. And like the grief counselor to try and yeah, process some of this stuff. And yeah. I think it helped her. She said at the end of the session, she was like, no, that was really good. Thank you. So hopefully she keeps that up because I think I think it's important. Yeah, you know, and Bethany's Bethany's somebody who um, is constantly in rare form. So like mm. a, each season, we're seeing a side of Bethany that we never saw before. <laughs> which so is true. <laughs> yeah. Which is the beauty of the housewives, because you want to see like these characters evolve or you want to see new facets of them. Kind of like Teresa. Exactly. Like and mm-hmm. the thing is, if this was a scripted show, we wouldn't get this much vi- vari- variety from watching someone f- for six years, you know? Like, yeah. we get to see so many different ang- – yes, they try and evolve the characters, but it is never this much. Like, And some of the characters never change, and that in itself is is odd to watch. It's like yeah. – you know what? Like, I could write a thesis on this stuff. It's, yes, I'm sweating funny. right now because I'm so excited. I'm Wait, like... <laughs> you want to hear something funny? My Hit senior me. thesis. My senior thesis. I just like re-downloaded it the other day. Um, mm. Okay, here it is. My senior thesis um, in college was called "Real Stereotypes in Real Housewives." <laughs> <gasps> Stop it! I yeah. love that. I literally. Okay, okay. I was gonna say I want to read it, and it depends how long it is because I'm very lazy. But okay, that is you fucking don't amazing. That is so good. Oh my god, how fun would that have been to write of all things? Oh, it was great. It was so much fun. And um I, you know, I interviewed Margaret for it because it was like an interview analysis <gasps> and it was so great. That's amazing. So do you <laughs> think I was gonna ask you this anyway, and you kind of answered it. Is Bethany sort of your token housewife you identify with, or do you have a handful of them? Um, yeah, I would say Bethany, it, just because there, there's so many times where I don't like her and then I like her again. And she yeah. reminds me so much of myself that like we, we overuse analogies and allegories and metaphors <laughs> and like the way that she talks and she's like doing this and she's like, well, what am I doing? She's over in the corner and she's like a freaking bridge that broke the waterfall. Like everything that she says is like an analogy or a metaphor. Yeah, and, like, and that's that makes me I, laugh about her. I actually like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, but you know, she, I, as, as, uh cold as she like I say cold but I don't I actually think she's quite warm and loving I think it is just a it's similar with Erica Jane like there is this protective outer shell that comes from eyes I think from having pain in your life and but deep within that is like 
this beautiful, quite loving person. I can see that in her. And we know it's true because she's a good mum to Bryn, you know? Yes, yes. You can't be a beautiful mother if you don't have that kind of, you don't have to be maternal as such, but have a loving heart. So, yeah, I mean, I like like that. I I was, um, who was I talking to? It was Brian Moylan a few weeks ago. We were discussing who we were as housewives. And um, he said Carol Radzawell. Oh, uh, okay. See, I didn't. I didn't hate Carol. I I didn't, I hate, didn't her. hate her, but like I, she doesn't have that much of a personality to me, and Brian does. So yeah. I was just, I was shooketh. Here's but the I, thing about Carol. She's a mm. very good writer. So, so everything, like even her blogs and like her, she scared me last season because the things she would say about Bethany were things mm. that people who I've gotten in confrontations with have said about me. So like. Mm. Oh, she wants to she wants to criticize everybody's clothes, but at the same time, she's the one who's actually obsessed with clothes. And she says mm. that I've changed, but she's really changed. And I, I love when she was like, you know, I ran that marathon, and you know what I got from Bethany? A t-shirt, a balloon, and a bitchy text. Ooh. And it was so good. And I was like, holy shit, I've had friends say similar things to me. But so, you know, that's that's what's scary about um Carol on the show and similarly to Jackie in New York now is that yeah. they are terrifying because what they say is very poignant. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not just the Teresas of the world going around saying, ah, fuck you, yeah, 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 because they, they can't make an, elo- you know, an eloquent comment. They actually step back, observe, and they can pick out your deepest insecurity and call you on it. Like, that is terrifying to me. Yeah, I totally agree. It's very, very scary. And it's, like... Uh, we've we've had reality show type things in talks with my family and filmed some things and nothing has fully come to fruition yet only because uh, my mom gets very hesitant and she likes to put her life out there on Instagram and stuff mm. but it's different when you're on television and it's yeah, and, scary. and even like I've um, been on camera and live camera and stuff and you know I I, I mean you must know you you do change like as much as you want to maintain you know kind of your normal personality and your normal energy the way that I'm talking to you now in recording like uh, 10 minutes ago I was like just being like lying in my bed like Uh eating peanuts out of my belly button like I'm not doing that (laughs) I'm not doing that if there's a camera in the room (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. You're gonna get all done. The first step, what we, when the production company came over to film this little thing we were doing, we, uh, I hadn't even taken a shower yet that day. My mom was like, "Aren't you gonna get a shower?" <laughs> the camera people are coming over, and I'm like, "No, I'm not." Like, and they I'm can just in film it. Yeah, they can film it, like whatever. And so that's why I, I don't think I would be good on on one of them actually. But we'll but see. I think that I disagree. I think that that makes you perfect for that. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, because, like, you'd literally be living your life, whereas, I mean, I I would be, like, I always say I would be, like, I'm the personality type that is so good for reality TV because I have a lot of different personality disorders and a lot of trauma. Mm. Um, so, like, I'm literally going to snap at, like, the drop of a pin. Yeah, but, I feel you. Do you, like, you have anxiety, too? Oh, yeah. Great TV viewing, you know, like so good for TV because I will cry. I will scream, you know, like yeah. I will have the breakdown. But then I also get manically high and happy. Yeah. So, 
I, That's I, the I beginning belong, of it. Yeah. I belong on Vanderpump Rules. Like, obviously. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, I I would lack that realness because I would be very. I think I would be very insecure at the same time. You know, yeah. like yeah, Heather Thompson did that on New York a couple seasons back, and yes, and I think that she would go in and out of being real and contrived a lot. Same with Alex McCord in the first few seasons. Yeah. There's a couple of them that I look back on that I'm like, they were so contrived. And uh, Catherine Edwards on Beverly Hills. Um, Peggy Tanos from, yeah, from Peggy, Orange Peggy, County. Yeah. Peggy was in a, in a difficult place, though, wasn't she? She was still quite early in her recovery from um, breast cancer surgery. Oh, Peggy Salahian. Yeah, she oh, was actually I'm... my first interview on Tony's oh, Two Corner so, with who, Peggy Who was Salahian. the second Peggy? Who was this other there Peggy? Was, there, was Peggy, there was a Peggy in season five, Peggy Tanos, and she came back in season six and then left the, the season mm. midway through. Yeah. Well, you know what? She has completely gone from my memory. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She was not very memorable. Okay, she was well, not super yeah, memorable. that makes sense. That was like, that's how I, I mean, I loved Carol. I really did. And, you know, I felt this last season difficult because I was on both Bethany and Carol's side. Yeah, um, yeah. I like kept flip flopping every episode, every comment. I was like, how, <laughs> like, but that's the thing that like, that's real life. Both people can be right. And, you know, both people can have, it's similar to Dorinda and Luann now. Like, I think they both have good arguments, but, it's almost like they have to back down because they're not going to see eye to eye. They just have to be like, okay, look, this is where we stand. We just got to move on if we want a friendship. Agreed. But, well, whose side are you on? <laughs> what do you think? So I'm in, it's hard because I love Dorinda and I really don't like Luann. So mm-hmm. if I try and I'm trying to take that out of the mix and just look at the situation. Yeah. I think Luann needs to come down a peg or two, but I also know who Luann is and she's always a peg up from everybody in her mind anyway. On top of that, I've been, you know, done rehab, I've done 12 steps and all that stuff. It does, especially the first year, especially the first few months, it makes you fucking cocky and smug as fuck. Yeah, like self-righteous. Men- yes, you're meant to be, like, humble because you've just gone through, like, the worst of the worst to end up in a place like that but then getting your shit together and getting clean you get like this high from being clean and sober and you're like oh my god I'm seeing the world clearly for the first time like and none of these no one else is seeing it this way and you do get really righteous and yeah so she's got this kind of combo of both of those things going on right now and then I think I also believe that Dorinda does need to apologize for the Giovanni heckling it's a small thing, but it will just heal, like, a little piece of the puzzle. I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'm not really on either of their sides, but if I would have to pick, I would choose Dorinda. Ooh, okay. I'm going to give a counter-argument. I'm going to no! give a counter-argument. I am, oh I am, I am completely, completely team um, Luann. I think oh that God. Dorinda tried being a good friend. And here's the thing. Like, they're going to uh, – and I'm team Luann – just because, and it's interesting because you've been through what she's been through, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And and I haven't been through it. I have friends who have, um, but I feel as though, even though she's being self-righteous, whatever, I think that it all goes back to that dinner last year in mm. in Cartagena. Yeah. And, and I think Dorinda was dead wrong. Last season, Dorinda drank like a fish. And that's okay. Yeah. If she needs to drink, she can drink. She has a 
Um, I don't want to call her an alcoholic. I think she has a bad relationship with alcohol. Yeah, she and- does. And she, she, I've said this before, like she is drinking to cover up pain, which they both are. But, you know, she, I think she isn't ready to start healing. And I almost think Luann is trying to push her to the place that she's at, where she's ready to almost start healing. But Dorinda You can't. You can't push people. Exactly. So that's where Luann's wrong. But at the same time, I was, and my mom and I always talk about this. I'm very surprised every single time that we talk about Luann's sobriety, because I never thought that she was an alcoholic. Like, all the years of the show, I never pinned her to be the one to go to rehab. I always thought it would be Dorinda. Yeah. I thought that it would be Sonia. Um, even Bethany at times. Like, she, or like yeah. when she had that breakdown, I need a drink. Then she was yeah. like, somebody put alcohol in my system. Like, I, I never thought that it would be Luann, ever. And I actually, I actually agree. Like, I, I mean, it's not my place to say whether or not anyone is alcoholic. Like, she knows that for herself. But I don't know that she was an alcoholic either like I think she again has a difficult relationship with alcohol but I think she just happened to be in a really bad place like heartbroken humiliated place got shit-faced and it went way too far and because of what happened with the police she was court ordered to go through rehab and everything 12 steps that's part of her her you know her sentence so it, it yeah, it's almost like it's easier like, for her to just accept, like, all right, well, sobriety is my path now. And I think that's good. Like, you know, that's that's always going to be a good option. But I don't know that she would have gotten there on her own ever because I don't no, – yeah, I don't – No, yeah. you're absolutely right. She Whereas I think Dorinda somebody. will get there on her own eventually. I hope so. I hope you're right because Dorinda deserves the best. And she does. She, she's funny. She's got a wit about her. She's over the top. She made it nice. And we need <laughs> we need a little Dorinda in our lives, don't we? We do. Everyone needs a little Dorinda, but not too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not too voice. much. I wish I could do a voice. I, I mean, I can you do it? They're like the kind of needs. Well, I can't do it. I like I end up sounding oh, like. like yes. Wait, I gotta prepare myself. Okay, get in the zone. Uh, okay. What are you doing, Bessie? You're going to come over here to my house and you're going to say, I made it nice. I made it nice. I cook. I clean. I made it nice. Oh, my God. That is fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. You're I'm so glad I asked. You're self-righteous. You're being over the top. I didn't do anything wrong. So you better <laughs> sit back down and make it nice. I clean. <laughs> Oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> whenever I do, whenever I do, I just kind of sound like a like a nerd character from, like, a 90s sitcom or something. I'm like, well, 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 hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, oh, I used brilliant. to be able to do really good impressions of the housewives, and I get, I'm lazy now, and I haven't perfected them. <gasps> Who was your favorite to do? Oh, I used to love to do... um. I Dory PK is coming over and and Jagger you cannot have ice cream for breakfast Jagger <laughs> see that my worry that's brilliant my worry is that my natural voice is that of a Dorit because oh I don't know because you have a real no? accent Okay, because, because in Australia, my brother and I, because my mum is Canadian, so she has a Canadian accent. My dad was British, so he obviously has an English accent. And we grew up in Australia. So we, like, in Australia, apparently we sound 
weird. People will even ask more my brother than me, but they will ask us where we're from. We're like, we're from here. This is like, we literally live around the corner. So what? I'm like, do I? I know, honestly. And so I'm like, do I sound like Dorit with this kind of mash of a weird accent? I'm actually relieved to hear you say no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Dorit's accent is kind of more indicative of Australian the more that I think about it because she has that sharp type yeah, thing. She, 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 she says her R's, though. She goes sharp thing. Yeah. It's like this Irish mixed with Australian. It's the, I, To me, yeah, it's like kind of English, but, like, it's a weird. It's a, what, what it reminds me of is when I was teaching English in Italy a couple of years ago, and other teachers were from all over the world, but everyone kind of sounded the same because you, you try to speak really clearly like this so people mm. can understand you. And they usually learn with either an English or an American person. So if you have a really strong accent like Australian or Irish or something else, people find it hard to understand you. So you try and make your accent as basic and round as possible. Oh, okay. That's what Dorit, um, sorry, Dorit sounds like to me. Like this kind of just, I don't know, it's very odd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I odd. love it. Oh my goodness. Who else is in Roni that we haven't talked about? What else do I need to? Oh, so Tinsley is, you know, like Tinsley's a Tinsley of the world. But I, my like deepest shame is that I am a Tinsley. I'm a Tinsley and a Sheena, Sheena from Vanderpump Rules. Because I am like speaking of um, the characters that, that we, <laughs> we relate to. I am that kind of, when I fall in love, I'm like so intense. When Scott came home that day last season and she fell to the floor screaming, (laughs) like I was watching that and it was like, oh my God. Like it's like seeing yourself for who you truly are for the first time. And I was like, like you talking about you and you like identifying with Bethany and being like off put by that in yourself. That's me watching Tinsley. I'm like, I'm horrible. But I'm sure we have so many good qualities that these women have as well. Oh, for sure. Like, you just don't identify the good stuff in yourself as much as the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. It's catharsis. We're supposed to relate to these people and hate them and love them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I like to tell myself anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into some Beverly Hills before we um, wrap it up, what is your take on this whole Puppygate situation? Okay. Are Here's you bored? Are you still in it? I mean... I'm intrigued by it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, it, I think that this is all coming back to bite the other ladies in the, in the, in the ass. It mm. seems like the general census on the internet is that people are team LVP. And I don't care if what she did was wrong, if what she did was right. I don't care what she really did. All I know is that E! News has come out and vindicated her of leaking any stories to the press, said that Lisa Vanderpump has never done it. Um, Radar Online has vindicated her. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. And I think that they all had a plan to take LVP down, and it's biting them back. Good. Yeah, I'm. I I gotta say, I think I'm Team LVP. I am too. I'm oh, like, good. 
I I feel like these girls have, I agree with you, like whether or not she did it and like, I'm glad to hear she didn't because I, in that kind of showdown between Kyle and, and Lisa, I, I believed Lisa, but I have been fooled before. So now I'm not trusting myself, you know, because every time they flash back to other, you know, situations that she's been accused of manipulation, I'm like, oh shit, well maybe, Maybe I'm wrong, you know, because I always trusted LVP. But whether or not, like, whatever the truth is, I don't agree with what Dorit did. And I don't like the kind of pack mentality that these girls are in where they're they're technically bullying LVP. And I don't like that. Yeah, they they are. um, Yeah, I hate the word bully, but, like, that's really kind of what's going on. And here's the thing. If my brother passed away... And my friend Mm -hmm. of 20 years walked into my house with a bunch of cameras and started accusing me of doing something as stupid Mm -hmm. as leaking press articles when they have press about them all the fucking time. I'd say, fuck you, too. And I'd say, get out of my house. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that is being my you're speaking my language because that has been what I've been saying this entire season. Why? Like, it seems to me that these girls had planned, especially Erica, it seemed like, and, and maybe Lisa, um, Rina, like it seems like they had just had this idea in their heads that this was the season that they were going to take her down. And then her brother died right before filming, but they didn't change the course of action. It's like, you need oh. to be more sensitive with somebody when they're going through fucking trauma. Like, like that's fucking devastating. So you want to hear the, the tea? Please spill. So what happened was... Um... I know somebody who knows somebody who it it, it kind of has been, it got leaked a little bit, but somebody um, saw Kyle Richards, Erica Girardi, Lisa Renna, Teddy (gasps) Mellencamp and Faye Resnick all out at a restaurant um, right before filming started. And they all had a plan to take LVP down. (gasps) They were discussing it. They brought, they brought pieces of paper notes. They all planned to take LVP down from the beginning. Oh, my God. Those so, little bitches. It's a conspiracy theory, but apparently Dorit returned the, gave the dog away on purpose. It was this whole thing. Oh! <gasps> yeah, what? which makes me mad. It makes no. me mad because I, I want my housewives to be authentic. I don't want this to happen. Oh, my G. I actually am floored. And, and you know who is really bothering me is Teddy. Because last season, yep. I mean, like, Yawnsville, why are you on my screen? And this season, now she's kind of, it's like she knew that she was being called, well, she must have known she was being called boring. And she's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to bring it. But then she didn't have the balls to bring it. So now she's just kind of in this weird, like, limbo. And I just, I can't handle that. Like, I would rather her just go for the jugular so I can you know, decide whether she's a badass or or just be the kind of, you know, chill floater one, you know, because sometimes we, sometimes we need those as well to kind of like the candies of the world to bring us back yeah. down to, to, you know, to earth every once in a while. Oh, well, we, okay. all need some, we all need somebody like that. Exactly. And it, and it seems like as though it's not, it's not necessarily coming to fruition. Um, and I wish she just kept being chill like she was before, but she's yeah. not. I mean, just be yourself. That's why we watch the show, you know? Like you say, yep. when it's too orchestrated, it, it doesn't work. That's nope. why New York works, because 
they will like everyone's lives have drama you know like whether we want it or not it's always gonna be there shit happens these new york ladies bear all they show it all they show it all yeah mention it all yeah mention mention it it all. all But Beverly Hills, they try and cover all the real shit up and create these stories that aren't as interesting. And then oh. we kind of have to play guessing games about what's actually going on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And everything is very contrived. Everything has something to do with the press. Everything has something to do with somebody who works somewhere else. Like, mm. there's always side characters, whether it be Cedric, whether it be now John Sessa or or the other John. Like, it's it's always <laughs> contrived. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, I don't, I know the rumor on this straight is that like there could be a Vanderpump Dog spinoff and just quietly, I would watch that show just for those two Blizzard and Slizzard or whatever their names are. Like those boys are just so (laughs) odd. (laughs) Wait, I like kind of like them. Me too. Like I'm like into it. Yeah. Like like... they're cute. And like this last episode, I I don't know which John is which. I think it was John Blizzard. The one that kind of looks like he's from the monkeys with the hair, kind of floppy hair. Yeah. Like he's just like, I can't do anything right. I can't send a text message. I can't do this. I'm like, I was laughing. I'm like, all right, I watched that show. (laughs) No, no. Like they're like over the top funny. Like I'm yeah. They're like so camp. It's really cute. I love it. Yeah, camp. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm camp. into it. But it, you, I mean, that's a rumor, right? I don't believe there will be a Vanderpump dog. Oh, I do. do I think that there there will be. Do you? Yeah. Have you yeah. heard anything? Uh not nothing solid, but I think it's true. <gasps> oh, yeah. okay. Well then I'm looking forward to watching the Sessor and the Slizzard. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I could get more of that. Yeah, me I too. mean, we have to celebrate the fact that the they made another step in the progress of shutting down the Yulin Dog Festival. I that like I hear more and more about that. Um Ricky Gervais mentioned something about the Yulin Dog Festival in his stand-up. In Tell one me of more about shows. it. I, I'm not sure I know so about it. So it's actually just, I, I won't go into too much detail because it's quite horrible. Um, but I, is it in China? Wherever Yulin is, I think, it's, I think it's China. They have this celebration where they think that they eat dog meat, I think, like once a year. Oh, or no. This is when they, they torture the, the dogs because they think that if the dogs are scared and in trauma, it makes the meat taste better. So oh, they no. do, yeah, they do horrible things. And I won't go into it to get that result. And Ew, this is it's, that's yeah, disgusting. It's, it's seriously just like my just my stomach's churning. But I that made I actually cried when they celebrated that because it's just like I love animals so much, and that just made me so happy that I don't think they passed the actual. I, I was a bit confused. Like you know, they're all standing around like, what what does that mean? I was like that too. I was like, what does it mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened was they passed um they passed something uh, uh passed a rule that helps them get one step closer to actually fighting that this law gets shut down. Like that that this um festival gets shut down by law. Wow. So that's it's a positive step and yeah, so hopefully we can that that happens. Like, well, that I definitely fully support is a that. positive step. And, you yeah, know, if, you know, I I love I, I love Vanderpump because you know I've 
I've never had a dog. I've never had a pet, but we just we just um got a Yorkie. She's flying in <gasps> from I know, she's flying in from Missouri in a couple of weeks. <gasps> oh my god, how old I is know. she? She is only four weeks old right now. Oh my god, you're gonna die of cuteness, I have alert. I know, she's literally a baby. Oh my god, put her on your Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to. She's going to be all over it. Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm like, I, I will be, I already know, I'm going to be as in love with her as I yeah. am with Benjamin Allen Cohen. <gasps> oh my god, that baby is so freaking cute and I can't take it. And he is so, he's so lovable. He, I literally, like, I get mad at my Facebook because I'm 30 and all my children are popping out these little potatoes. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool, another potato. Okay, so just going to pop into your ear holes for a quick sec. I, <laughs> listening back, I realized that I said all my children are popping out potatoes. Um, Yeah, I am child-free since 93, but also since 88 because that's <clears throat> when I was born. So, any hoozles, I, yes, I could hear in Anthony's voice, he was like, wait, <laughs> you have children? And wait, your children are having children? <laughs> but he was too polite to say anything. There was just, like, a little bit of a pause, and then he kind of, like, was on my wavelength again. And I was like, what did I say? But I didn't get it until <laughs> I listened back. So, I meant my friends, my Facebook friends, not my personal children, because I would have to be so very, very young and fertile if um that was the case. And I am old and barren. So that's fun. Okay, back to Anthony. But this kid, I cannot stop looking at him. Yep. He is the love of my life. <laughs> yep. I go to my own Instagram of reality TV and me, like, just to admire previous photos I've posted of him I'm like oh, how is he so beautiful yeah 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 <laughs> so cute so cute so tell me what do you think about Denise Richards because I'm loving her I literally wrote down do you love Denise as much as I do <laughs> yeah I'm obsessed I think that she is the best housewives edition in years and you know what I think if they they know it's good for them. They should give Denise her own show. I want to see her by herself. Well, like these women she, are too much. Was she not doing her own reality show previously? She had one. She had one on E that I used to love. Oh, I never saw it. And I actually didn't know about it until she came on Housewives. And they were just like, oh, okay. Oh, hang on. My computer just said it's about to restart. Install later. Cancel what is- that. <laughs> Cancel that. Yep. But yeah, anyway, so I think um she is phenomenal. I'm obsessed with her. And she's so chill. Like yeah. the chillest chick I have ever seen on a Housewives show. I think she is one of these people that has just been through to hell and back. And now she's just like lolling her way through life. She's like, can nothing I wear her? Daughter's like, her. Nothing. Daughter's like, I'm going to wear sneakers like to your wedding that you planned in two days. She's like, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give a shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Char- Charlie's br- wants to bring a prostitute to the wedding. Bring three. Like, yeah, bring three. <laughs> bring three prostitutes. I want to be her best friend. Too. And here's the thing: like, she's not boring. Is no. She she's not boring. Which is a very difficult combination to find, and one that Teddy is failing at. Oh uh, yeah. So, like, what do you think is like at the crux of Teddy's issue on the show? Like, I want to know what you think. 
what is the crux of Teddy's issue? I think a lot of Teddy's issues are to do with her. In I try to look for the childhood trauma in everybody. <laughs> I like work. Oh, back good. You like to you like play psychiatrist. I like to do yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Like no, like I obviously I'm not a doctor, but I like to pretend to be. Yeah. Um. I think because she, I think she's deeply insecure still. I think she still thinks she's the, like, feels like the fat kid. And I feel like she's so afraid of not fitting in that she, first season, she just tried to play nice because that's what she thought was going to work. If she was everyone's friend, then she would be accepted. And then she realized she wasn't accepted by the public, although the girls thought she was fine. And now she's like, okay, well, maybe I have to do a little bit more, be a bit more edgy to be accepted by the public. But now she's realizing the ladies aren't accepting her for that. And so I think it all stems back to her, like, chubby days of just, like, worrying about being being unpopular girl, basically. But I could be reading way too much into it. Maybe she's just a chill girl. You're probably right. You're probably right. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. I I mean, I, I think that's at the crux of it is is um you know she she's insecure and she's talked about how she's insecure mm. so she's talked about the fact that she you know wanted to be an actress and and she couldn't get on TV because mm. you know she was too big and i always find it interesting because you know she is a daughter of a celebrity mm-hmm. so how does that work how does that work if you've seen people in the business your entire life and like what does it mean to you now? And yeah. and it makes me wonder about some of her true intentions. Mm, interesting. You know I mean? Like why did she come on here? I mean, I actually think I'd forgotten that she made that comment about wanting to be an actress. I think I think that's probably a big part of it as well because if you wanted to, you can imagine if you want you hear it with porn stars all the time. <laughs> Let's yeah. take a left, a little pivot. You know, they want to be an actress. They go to, you know, Hollywood or wherever, and they can only get these. The, I'm literally like talking a cliche here. I don't know if this has ever actually happened no, to anyone. No, but you I, hear I feel about like it. You're, you're on the right track. You I, hear I about like... it, like you know, in in, in film. <laughs> but yeah. like you know, and then they end up doing like a softcore porn, and they kind of get stuck in that industry. And they like the fame that comes from that. I think this is her softcore porn. I think it's a way oh, of being in the public good. eye. That's way good. Way of being the public eye. Way of being like not an actress, but being on television. Uh-huh. Like I would do that. Yeah. I mean, I can. I, under- it makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, she she wants to be an actress really badly, mm-hmm. and so this is her way of trying. I mean, she already did like a little movie role. I think she was in like one of the Sharknados or some shit. Oh my god, so, I like, die. I know, me too. So cliche, housewife in a shark. I know. <laughs> it, it always happens. I think Kenya was in one, like a bunch of people. I like talk about Sharknado almost every week on this podcast. It just comes up. <laughs> I, I love Sharknado. I'm like obsessed with it. Seriously. Because you know what? Like I love campy stuff like that. Yes. Uh, I yeah. like when it's just, it's not trying to be cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, or it's like too. trying so hard, but it knows it's trying. I feel like that's me. I feel like I've never been cool. So I'm like, you know what? You can think I'm a nerd, but I actually am obsessed with my, myself. So yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. That's so true. Like, and that's the only thing that really matters. Exactly. Yeah. 
But no, I think that's it. It's the winner. It's the winner as well. You know, Rina felt was a you could tell the first season she came on that she was a bit kind of out of sorts didn't know whether she was meant to be an actress or like playing a role of Lisa Rinna or actually be herself and uh-huh. now she's settled into being herself and and I don't you know, like you don't like her I'm done with Rinna I think that she was appalling at Andy's baby shower now that all the hoopla is over I really think gross yeah well like the get up and dance shit or did you see more stuff that I don't know about um, yeah, I mean, I just think that she has gotten too big for her britches. I think that she thinks that she is, like, the real housewife, the only one that matters. Mm. And I feel like Andy's kind of, like, empowered her to do so, which is, like, annoying. And, <laughs> and um, you know, I want to see her, uh, I, I want to see her be a housewife. I don't want to see her with all this like fake personality shit where she like Rena takes it all be a hustler mm. hustle like she's too much for me but do you know I think that's who she is I really do maybe I just don't like her yeah maybe you just yeah I think in I don't know I think in real life I would probably struggle with her because I mean I probably struggle with all of their housewives because I'm a lot you know and you're a big personality too but I I mean in real life I think if I met these women and you know, like that that baby shower stressed me out because all of these p- big personalities like competing for the camera and stuff like like that would be me. I'd be like I'd be the winner, like kind of elbowing everyone out of the way, trying to be the loudest just so I could like get all the attention. Yeah. But like I, I can't when that, somebody else is doing that, I like shrivel like a little flower and try and hide. It just stresses me out. So you get like you get scared, you get anxiety. Yes, I like. I'm like, I can't compete with that person's giant personality, so I'm just gonna go like in, into my little hole, you know. See, I would do the opposite. That I would be like over the top, like super annoying. Like, if I thought I could compete, if I thought I could compete and win, I would do that. Like, become so loud and obnoxious. If I didn't think I could win, then I would just be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I or, yeah, I, I would do that or like rip on them. Like, just be like, oh fuck this person. <laughs> Totally. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm obsessed with you. I think we have a lot in common. (laughs) Oh, I think so too. And I'm so I want to have you on my show too. (gasps) Please, I would love that. Yeah, I would love it. I would love for my listeners to hear somebody from because you know we whenever we think of like housewives watchers, we think of like Valley Girls or like people in New York and stuff like that. And I want to hear somebody international on the show. Oh my god, that would be amazing. It's fun Mm -hmm. for me because. The reason I started the podcast is because nobody in Australia, none of my friends really watch these shows at all. We had Real Housewives of Melbourne, but I basically have to seek this stuff out on like Pirate Bay or like, you know, the dark web to try and find all of these shows. And I am so addicted. I've been watching for since the beginning and it's become like, it is my life. You know how it is. These people are my friends. Like I live for these people. Yeah. Yet I go to a party or I go out and I try and talk to my friends and they're just I'm like, you remember my other friend Vicky Gumbleson? Like this is what she's yeah, up yeah. to. And they just like glaze over. They don't give a shit. So it's so amazing connecting with people, mostly Americans, that you know are interested in my passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's the truth. It is a passion. Do you watch any of the international ones? We like yes, I have. I watch. Tor- I love Toronto. 
Okay. Um, I don't know well, if you consider that international. What else is there? I'm having a there's, bit of there's a blank. Melbourne, Cheshire. Yes, I watch. Yes, Cheshire. I watch Cheshire. I watch Melbourne. Melbourne. Um, that's my city. Oh, oh nice. my god, I have to tell you, I was walking down the street one day. I guess where they film, where some of the women from Melbourne live. Like Gina was there, Lydia was there, and maybe one other girl. And I was walking down with a couple of my friends and I, I literally stopped and I was like, oh, hey, like, oh, my God. I, and then my friend, they just looked at me and I was like, uh, I realized that I was just saying hi to my friends. And I was like, I don't know these people. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, oh, heck. <laughs> I was like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> oh, that, that's what's great. Cause like, you almost don't get nerd. It's almost like seeing like, think of a TV character you really love, like, like somebody yeah. on a, a scripted show. It's like seeing that scripted character, not the actress or actor who plays Yeah. Them. So it's like, you know, we know these characters in real life. It's crazy. Exactly. I'm like, I, I literally know everything about you. And, you know, it doesn't matter. You've never seen or heard of me. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're my best friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So good. Yeah, no, and I love Cheshire. I love Cheshire. What's yeah, the, I've never um, haven't watched, watched it. Never watched. You haven't watched it? No, oh I God, know you... of Gina, though. I know of Gina. She's, like, kind of iconic. No, Gina is Melbourne. But there's this mm-hmm. girl, Lauren, in Cheshire. She – no, wait. Is that Real Houses of Cheshire or Ladies – oh, no, there's Ladies of London, and then there's Real Houses of Cheshire. Yeah. 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 Lauren from um, Real House, uh, Housewives of Cheshire is so fucking funny. Oh, you oh, have shit. to get on Did it. Should I watch? I watch? Yes, it's brilliant. Okay, maybe we'll do we'll watch and then we'll do a recap episode of that. Oh my god, I would love. I could rewatch it easy. And uh, I don't know when the new season is coming out, so I can we can figure it out anyway. Oh good. I would I'm love totally that. Into it. I'm totally into it. Oh my goodness, I could literally talk to you all day. Me too. I'm obsessed with you. And all right, thank so you we for have having to me figure. on. Seriously. No, honestly, my pleasure. I like let's do this again. It's been so good. Yeah. You have had so much, like, you have done what you said that you were going to do on the label, and you spilled the tea, Tony. Oh, my <laughs> God. Thank you. I, I so, I've got to tell you, I so appreciate you having me on, and you have, like, the best voice for this. Like, you are so over the top. You are so cool, so intelligent, and I'm really appreciative. Oh. And all of Kirstie's listeners, you guys can find me um, at... Uh, Anthony Lario on Instagram. A-N-T-H-I. Did you just forget your own name? <laughs> yeah, I literally forgot my name. I was like, what the fuck? What okay. am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have so many different alter egos. Like, it's hard to keep track. But you, okay. can, you, can, find me, you can find me on Tony's Tea Corner on Instagram. And then also you can find me at um, a Tony's Tea Corner podcast on podcast. And I'll, I'll interact with you. I'll talk to you. Whatever. It'll be fun. Oh, my God. So good. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Of course. Anytime. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Just jumping in for a quick secamundo at the end here. Just to say um, thank you so much for Anthony, a.k.a. Tony's Tea Corner. I mean, you have to follow him on Insta. He's so fucking funny. His mum pops in and she's the cutest little flower and she's so funny. And I even got a chance to talk to her before we started the interview. I was like fangirling all over the shop. (laughs) Um, 
He is also an amazing singer. Anthony, I can't believe I didn't even tell you that when we were speaking. Literally, he has the voice of an angel. Um, so he does clips and stuff on his Insta. So definitely follow at Anthony, uh, Anthony Lario and check out Tony's Tea Corner. Where you can find moi, as always, is going to be down in the about section of this potty. But also, obviously, follow me, Reality TV, um, on Insta. On Facebook, if you want to follow me, it's my personal music page. So it's facebook.com slash Kirsty Moore Music. Kirsty with a Y, Moore with a double O, because that's my name. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Gutter Glitter is the name of the blog that I write. Mental illness, stuff about chronic illness, because I suffer from chronic illness post-cancer recovery. Um, love and loss and heartbreak and death and all that fun stuff that we all go through at some point in our lives. Um, that's kind of what I write about. I have launched a Patreon, but I think I'll probably get more into it when I'm back in Australia and a bit more settled. So you're welcome to check it out. It's just reality TV and me at the Patreon site, but, um, I'm sort of all over the place the next couple of months because I'm traveling so much. So I thought, you know what, I'll just start it all fresh when I can, um, when I'm a bit more settled in my, my home state slash country again. Um, what else can I tell you? I think that's enough from me. You're welcome to check out my music. Just go to my website, kirstenmore.com.au. Otherwise, please keep in touch with me in the DMs. Insta is the best way to do it. Um, reality TV and me. I read it all. I check it all. I love your comments on the photos. I mean, it's becoming a bit of a fangirl page just for uh, baby Alan Cohen. I mean, the new Lord Jesus has risen. Am I, I mean, don't even think I am exaggerating in saying that. Like, praise be. Benjamin Allen, take the wheel. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's the best way to get in contact with me. I love corresponding with you all. And five star reviews. Thank you all. Every review that comes in, I read it personally. And every time it gets that little dopamine hit in my brain hole. And I feel so happy and proud that people are listening and excited by the bullshit that comes out of my mouth. So rate and review. And I, I just love it. So it's a great way to get in contact with you and know what people like and um, what's working. Okie dokie. Love you. Bye.